We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, friends. This episode of Big Blue Banter is brought to you by PrizePix. Head on over to PrizePix and use promo code BANTER and they'll match up to $100 on a new deposit. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome back. It's the Big Blue Banter, New York Giants football podcast. I'm Dan Schneier. Joined as always my co-host, Nick Filato. A lot of news, a lot of buzz going down as Nick himself is trying to find a home, a new place to live. I know he's been grinding those realtors and those places around New York trying to find somewhere to live. So I had to bring him in here uh, to discuss what I consider to be a pretty much a bombshell that was dropped yesterday out of nowhere. Um, before yesterday, obviously the combine's getting going. The speculation about the Giants potentially being interested in a quarterback in this draft, Nick, there's speculation about them potentially trading up, but it was just speculation. There was nothing really to it. Um, but as we all know, following this team for as long as we have, and for those who don't, we'll go over it as to why now. But there are two people who you listen to when they report on the Giants. It's Jay Glazer, who called the Odell Beckham Jr. trade before it happened, called the Wink Martindale situation before it happened. And it's Mike Garofolo, who's also had an incredible track record when it comes to the Giants. Why does Garofolo have that track record? Well, he covered the beat before there was even such thing. He was the beat guy. And since then, he's moved up to NFL Network. And since then, he's collected and continue to have really good sources from inside the building. A lot of the new beats that come on, this is not a knock against them, but it's tough for them to gain sources within Shots the organization. fired. Yeah, no shot. It's tough for them to gain sources within the organization. It's really tough these days, and you have to really work at it, and you have to build it. And Mike Garofalo has built a really big network. So it was a bombshell to me, Nick, when I heard him say on NFL Network yesterday, and I'll have it right up here. For those who didn't hear it, Mike Garofalo said he thinks there's a 76.9. And this is a funny number because I don't know where it comes from. And it's odd and it's weird. But he said he's a 76.9%. And that's high chance the Giants take a quarterback in round one. And everyone on, you know, it was a reaction from, from Ian Rappaport and whoever else was on set. Like, whoa, well, what? What did you just say? He's like, in Garofalo replied, he said, you said be specific. And because they said that seems pretty high. He's like, yeah, you said be specific. And he said, as I've mentioned throughout... I knew the Giants were at six when I said six was the potential trade back spot for the Bears because he's been discussing, you know, will the Bears or will the Pat and, and for the Patriots as well, will they trade pick one or three? And he's like, I mentioned six because I knew the Giants were at six. And he says they're a team that is taking the temperature. And this was a quote from Garofolo to see what the price will be to move up to one, two and three. The fact that he's reporting, Nick, that they are literally 
taking the temperature. They're trying to see what the price is to trade up. That's not like a speculation. That's him reporting that. Now, the 76.9% chance of them taking a quarterback in round one, that's speculation on his part, um, probably based on his sources. But they've literally, according to him, taken the temperature to see what it would be like to trade up for the, one of those spots. Um, and they said, if they draft someone, he could be holding the seat for someone or, you know, Daniel Jones could still be holding his seat. But he he followed up and he said, yeah, 76.9% chance he could see the Giants taking quarterback in round one. And then to follow up on that today, I saw this, Nick. Um, Art Stapleton, a current G- Giants beat reporter, said on the New York Revival podcast last night that he thinks there's a 65% chance mm. the Giants are trading up for a quarterback in this draft class. So starting to be some smoke that I just didn't think was possible. To, to me, when Garofolo drops a bomb, it's like, Wow, Garofalo is saying there's a almost 77%, just under 77% chance the Giants trading up for a quarterback or just drafting a quarterback in round one. That's interesting to me. It's very interesting. And I love the numbers that are thrown out here. How specific, Mike Garofalo, right? You really want to get specific 70, what, 76.9% and then a 65% chance. Look, the numbers are whatever. I don't really care about that. But there is a narrative now that the New York Giants are possibly going to trade up trade future assets to get their quarterback. And when you really just look at the totality of everything, Dan, is that really shocking? No. Joe Shane and Brian Dable are not going to plan on sucking again. Like, look, look, the Giants have sucked for so long. We're used to picking in the top eight, top five, whatever, right? That's not what Joe Shane and Brian Dable want. Brian Dable is smart enough to know that if they're picking this high again, he's probably going to be out of a freaking job. So they're going to be looking at say, hey, let's go out and get our quarterback because there are, what, four quarterbacks that they may like that high. Could be more. Who knows? Maybe it's only three. I don't know. But they probably are going to hone in on one individual. And if you can just give up a future one, one of your extra twos that you have, and then maybe another two or something like that to move up and secure your guy, which might also buy you another year of being employed, which is another thing that we can discuss, whether that's something that we want our uh, coaching staff and our general manager to do. That's probably a discussion for another day. But I don't see why it's a crazy thought to think that being at six, you're in strikable range to not give up that much to jump up to one or two to get your guy. It kind of makes sense, bro. It does kind of make some sense, especially when you consider what Billy, um, not Billy, what Brandon Bean said at the combine yesterday. And it was an interesting quote. I don't know if you saw that, Nick. They asked Brandon Bean and he's like, look, when we did it, we traded up all those assets to go get Josh Allen in our draft in 2018. I knew that I was going to take heat for that. And I knew that people were going to say, what if, you know, what if this doesn't work out? You're trading all those assets up for a quarterback and you could build a team with those assets. And he said, guess what? If it didn't work out, I knew I wasn't going to be around to answer those questions. And that's an interesting thought process from a GM, right? That all these GMs likely have, Nick. It's like, you guys can worry about if it's going to work. Are you giving up too many assets? Like, you know, oh, how are you going to build a team without those future draft picks? But he's not looking at it like that. He's looking at it like it's not going to work out for me regardless if this quarterback doesn't work. But if this quarterback hits, we're not going to care about the future first we gave up. We're not going to care about a future second we gave up with the first. I don't care about the second round pick we gave up this year in addition to the future first on the second. And I think as we start to craft what a potential trade could be like for the Giants if they moved up to one with the Bears, it would include... The second round pick from this year, potentially both their second round picks from this year, the first round pick from this year, next year's first and next year's second is what I'm kind of honing in on. I don't think it's going to be three first, but it's possible. The Giants don't really have a player to throw in there. Do they not have a player to throw in there? Like I think of Ryan Poles. Not really. 
I think if Ryan Poles loves a player, that player can be an ass. Yeah, if he I does, mean, to me, there's just no player that, that they could love unless it would be like Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, I think that's that's a name right there that really comes to mind. Kayvon Thibodeau is certainly a player that could be added into this trade if Ryan Poles is so inclined and if the Giants are that desperate to jump the Washington Commanders, who are at two, to get the quarterback. Say if that quarterback is Caleb Williams and the Bears are going to trade out, they could easily just trade out with Washington, and now you have Caleb Williams in your division that you have to battle. I think the divisional aspect of this is a is a micro story, not the primary story of this possible trade, but Washington Commanders are a division rival. I mean, they're not the Eagles and the Cowboys, but they're in our division, and, and if the Bears want to trade just to two, they can do another trade if they want to, but then the Washington Commanders get possibly the guy that the New York Giants really want and really covet, and that's another part of this that we really need to consider. Yeah, it is a part of this. I mean, I don't really consider Mike Garofalo to be that kind of reporter. And I know there are. There, even Joe Shane said it last year, uh, said it yesterday at the Combine. He was talking about a different topic, Nick, but he was discussing the articles that came out toward the end of the year about the Wink and Dable relationship. And he said quite, you know, frankly, he said this point blank. He's like, he thinks that there are some narratives that were out there from some of the reporters and the articles that were written about that that were narrative based and they were driven to to push a certain narrative. And that could be the case when it comes to any of these rumors for the draft. We know that like it could be a situation where Mike Garofolo is hearing from his sources that, you know, are typically right. But maybe in this case, they're starting to push an agenda. So Washington, they pressure Washington to want to trade up from two to one and give up those assets. But all that seems I'm not even saying I'm not even suggesting that. I mean, that is mm-hmm. a possibility. Of course, right. I'm suggesting that the Giants need to really look at Washington and say, if Washington does trade up, they're going to get the guy that we really want, a guy that we're certain is going to or maybe not certain, but we really believe is going to be very good. And now we have to deal with them in our division when we can go and get that guy giving up assets. Yes. But now we have the guy in our building. We're fixing what I hope behind closed doors they can all acknowledge is the biggest problem with the New York Giants is the quarterback position and not having that consistent player who can elevate his game and elevate the team to a level where you're consistently competing for Super Bowls, which is something the Giants haven't had since they had Eli Manning. Yeah, and that's that's definitely in consideration because I think, you know, all the smoke I've heard, Nick, and I think it's starting to come out more and more is that the Giants love Caleb Williams and that's their the eye of their apple right there. Like, that's the one they want. And if that's the eye case, apple. yeah, the apple of their eye, and that's the eye of the apple, that's the, uh, if that's the case, like, they're not going to care about giving up an extra first, a future first to get Caleb versus like, maybe if we trade to three, we give up, we don't have to, we get that first next year because guess what? Those firsts aren't guarantees and they need to guarantee that they have the right feel and the right talent in their minds at the quarterback position over that extra talent they would get. So I wouldn't surprise me if they do, if, if they're looking to trade up, if it is going to be to one instead of three, because they're the only place in my opinion, you're going to get Caleb Williams in this draft is number one overall. That's I'm, I've said that from the start. I'll say it again. I'll keep saying it throughout the process. I'll, you know, bet what you want to bet. My bet will be that Caleb Williams will be the first overall pick in this draft. I don't know who it'll be to go to, but he will be the guy. Um, and I've, all I've heard is the giants love him um, by the way. And it's just, it's not surprising to me necessarily, but I will say this, Nick, Mike Garofolo doesn't really miss with this stuff. And that's the interesting part to me. Like you look at his track record, he's not like getting fake sources in there. He's not reporting on things that don't end up coming true. So I think he has sources inside the building that say, you know, and he had reported this point blank that the giants are taking the temperature. They're trying to see what it would take to trade up. And if they are doing that, it's for a quarterback. Like we know they're not trading up for Marvin Harrison jr. That's not how this thing works. They wouldn't do that. Brandon Bean didn't trade up to get the best receiver in that class. He traded up for Josh Allen when, when Joe Shane was with him during that process. And if you look at some of the other comments from yesterday, you know, some might focus on Joe Shane saying, Daniel Jones is our guy. We fully believe in him. 
But what's he going to say on that front? He can't give away everyone that's smart and can see through that and understands that he couldn't say anything else about Daniel Jones. He has to say the boilerplate thing so he doesn't lose any leverage in trade discussions if he is trying to trade it for a quarterback. But the other things that he said were really interesting. Um, I'm going to bring this up now just because I thought it was really interesting. He said this actually in the interview with Chris Sims. And he said, the reality is, Dan this is Joe Shane's quote. The reality is Daniel Jones is coming off three injuries in two years. He says, we're going to address the quarterback position. That, that doesn't mean we're going to address QB1. That means he could be looking at QB2, QB3, depending on how it plays out. But he did mention the three injuries in two years. And to me, like, if you're hearing Garofalo saying there's a 77% chance the Giants trade up, you have Art Stapleson saying there's 65% chance they trade up. Like, they're in on QBs, Nick, and they're, to me, it says more about where they feel about Jones. And that might not be based on his play. They might still believe that if they got the right team around him, he could win with them. But they might be thinking a totally different thing from an injury front than we know. We don't have access to the injuries. We have what Joe Shane tells us. Like, oh, he's progressing. He's doing this. What's he going to tell us? He's not going to tell us if they if they, if they they felt like, oh, we watched the tape when he came back from that after that neck second neck injury and we didn't like his throwing motion. We didn't like how the balls were releasing from his hands. We have real big concerns about how he can throw a football moving forward with this neck injury. They're not going to release any of that to the media. It doesn't make any sense to tell the public that. So I just find this prediction from Garofalo very shocking and much and a very, very much so like a bombshell thing for him to say. I was not expecting him to come out and say there's a 77% chance the Giants trade up for a quarterback and end up with a quarterback in round one. I wasn't expecting that to be vocalized, but I don't think it's a shock that the Giants are entertaining this at all. Like it makes sense that the Giants would yeah. be entertaining this. They haven't had the quarterback. You can go out and you can get the quarterback right now. You're in striking distance. And I don't know if that's trading up to one or trading up to three. The Giants right. could like three quarterbacks in this draft class. Say they do like Drake May mm -hmm. and they have some sort of inclination that the Washington Commanders aren't in on Drake May. And Caleb Williams does go one. Washington can go with somebody else and say if even this is on draft night possibly and the giants make that trade and they have, you know, okay, if Drake Mays at three, we're going to trade up with the Patriots. We have a deal in place, blah, 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 blah. It's, it, that could be something that happens. Right. And one other thing too, I want to mention the bills, they traded up from 12 to seven, if I'm not mistaken. And right. All they 21 gave up, to 12 and then 12 to seven. And all they gave up was two twos to do that. Now this is going to be wow. a little bit, yeah, a little bit more costly, <laughs> but there's also going to be a huge difference trading up to one to get Caleb Williams, where there's going to be a ton of leverage. If the Chicago bears say the Chicago bears are not going they're not going Caleb. They're not going quarterback. So many teams are going to be calling for that number one overall pick. So you're going to have to outbid. You may have to outspend a lot of other teams. But if you're trading up to three, it might not be as as um as dire. It might not be as as expensive to trade up. Now there's going to be other teams though that might want Drake May too. You got teams like the Vikings who are picking behind the New York Giants who could be willing to sell the farm for a player that they yes. really like. So this is a lot of stuff we have to entertain. And I'm going to be going through the film of all of these quarterbacks. And dude, evaluating quarterbacks it takes a while mm -hmm. it, it, it's not something where you just like turn on the like you need to try and understand every concept that the offense is running and even when you do that it's difficult to actually know because you don't know the play call you don't know what yeah. the quarterback is being told so there's a lot of um there's a lot of kind of uh conjecture there's a lot of guessing as to uh just looking at the play but even, even so you can still evaluate like arm talent and things of that nature but i'm excited for this this entire draft process dan i really am yeah I think we're gonna have some great content coming down the pipeline here shortly for sure. And it is interesting what you say. I'm going to get back into some other stuff, but about the quarterback evaluation process for that we'll go through because like I, you see like a lot of these offenses, the call it like in the college level, these coaches are literally like piping in what they want them to do before the snap. And like, they're just simply like listening to their coach, even about like where to go with the football. And it's interesting because I remember watching Ole Miss Eli Manning. I bring this up just because it comes up on, on the network that I watch. He was making checks the line of scrimmage at Ole Miss, man. He had control of that line of scrimmage. Yeah, man. You see a quarterback doing that type of stuff at the college level. I know Joe Burrow did that a lot at LSU as well when they got into that no huddle. 
And that's still today. Like, I'm still looking for a quarterback who can do that, Nick. Like, have the pre-snap. Like, you can have such an edge at the NFL level as a quarterback if you can get your team into a spot before the snap where you're making checks with your wide receivers and you're adjusting on the fly before the snap instead of just kind of like going with the flow and going with the play call and, you know, oh, it's not there. They adjusted. They 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 guessed right. They rotated post-snap. Now what do I do? Oh, I run or I scramble. I break the pocket. And so I'll be looking for that as well to see if any quarterbacks have that kind of authority at the college level. I'm not so sure we'll see that. I feel like that's less and less a thing as we go through nowadays. Like I feel like coaches have more authority. But that's an interesting point you brought up, and I just want to discuss that for a second. But, you know, as far as this situation goes with Garofalo reporting this, I just want to make it clear. He said there's a 76.9% chance the Giants take a quarterback in round one. And I think a lot of people speculated, does that just mean they're going to sit at six and take any quarterback that's still left for them? Yeah, it'd be McCarthy or Penix or Knicks or, or Bo Nix. But I don't necessarily think that's the case because he followed up by saying they've been taking the temperature on what it's like to trade up one, two, and three. Yeah, exactly. And as you mentioned with Brandon Bean, he moved from the 20s to 12 to seven to get his quarterback. I think if the Giants go quarterback and Garofalo gets his prediction right, because if you're saying 77%, you think that basically means there's a better chance, a much better chance than not that they take that they go quarterback in round one. It's going to be via trade up. So I think that's the but that's the that's the last thing I want to take away with this bombshell report from Garofalo. It's get ready and strap up and buckle in because if you're one of the people who wants them to take a quarterback but just is hoping they fall to six or whatnot, get ready and get prepared that it's going to cost assets. They're going to have to trade up assets to get this player. And of course, that's why some of us didn't really want to win that Patriots game or that Washington game. That's why, I mean, that's the people option. Are gonna you know? kill you in the people are going to kill you in the comments for this. They are, but it's the reality of the situation. If you don't have to trade up, you get to keep the assets and you get the quarterback that you trade up for. Yeah. And all you lose is those wins of course nothing now but that's just kind of what uh, some of us feel about those past ones but i understand you know the players have to play to win the coaches have to coach to win we i still will always understand that just as a fan i think it's fair to not want to hope to, to to not value those wins in a lost season that's just my thought we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. What's going on, Big Blue Banter listeners? I'm excited for the football season for several reasons. And one of those reasons is Prize Picks, which is North America's largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform. 
and it's so simple to use. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including professionals, sharks, and people who are going to exploit you, you pick more than or less than on 2-6 to six player stat projections, and you just watch the winnings roll in. It's very simple to play, and gives you a little extra skin. I've set my picks in less than 60 seconds. There are so many stats to choose from, and the withdrawals of funds are easy and quick. Dan and I will be adding a segment to our show before every game where we pick our favorite stats, more or less, yards or touchdowns, what have you, and we'll be discussing why from a scheme, matchup, and game theory perspective. I love their promotions and how easy their interface is to operate at prize picks. I may select more on tackles for a loss from Bobby Okereke or Kayvon Thibodeau next game. They also do other sports as well. It's a really cool experience. Please join Dan and I in the fun of prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash banter and use code banter for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash banter and use code banter for a first deposit match up to $100. You will not regret it. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh, my friends, you know what time it is. You're hungry, you're starving, and you desperately need pizza. You should get the best pizza on the market. And that is, of course, Little Caesars. Make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Order online during the Pizza Pizza pregame all day on NFL game days and even on Pro Bowl Sunday and get ready for some football fun and cheesy delicious pizza. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Yeah, I believe later in that interview, Dan, the uh, Garofolo, I think it was, said something about like how it has to be a historic hall. But uh, I'm I'm also like unsure if that's actually the case. Like it's different than and they talked about the Pelissero, Rappaport, and uh, Garofolo talked about this. How it does have a little bit of a different feel this year. But Ryan Poles has the NFL world by the cojones right now. Man, he has so many different things that he could do. And just look at last year. How much did he benefit from the fact that he had a first round pick of a crappy team, and now he has Carolina's first overall. This isn't the Bears pick. This is Carolina's pick. Because Carolina right. was pathetic. It worked out for them significantly making that trade. It all really is going to come down to do they want the quarterback? Because they're in prime position to get the quarterback right now. Or they could trade out. They could just trade to two if they don't love Caleb. There's just so many options. What are you doing with Justin Fields? What are you going to get for Justin Fields? And also, did you see Justin Fields like celebrating all over Twitter today? Yeah. Did you see that, that video? Like, What is that about? Is he going to Atlanta? Is he staying with the Bears. Yeah. There's so many um things that we don't necessarily know right now, but we do know that it's probably going to have to be a uh, a big haul. The Giants do want to trade up the one, and there's going to be a lot of competition for that trade if the Bears don't want Caleb. 
Yeah, but that is true. There's going to be a lot of competition, but I think it's interesting to consider what the Bears would actually consider as the true competition for what they want. So, for example, this is what I'm trying to get at. That video you saw with Justin Fields, who knows if it's true, but in the end, you kind of heard his agent say, like, you're going home. And and Justin Fields' home is Atlanta. There's been speculation that the Falcons are interested. Say the Bears do trade Justin Fields, and they're going to trade the number one pick. Let's say both of those two things happen. If that's the case, what in my mind, what they would be doing here they're getting rid of their current quarterback. They're getting rid of the first overall pick where they could get a quarterback. In my mind, they're trying to accomplish what you just said. Pick up a historic hall, collect draft picks and draft capital. But I also don't think that in that scenario, Nick, that they would want to just go scratch at the quarterback position. So I feel like the Giants, while there is a lot of competition for the number one pick, you mentioned some of the teams that might want to trade out the Broncos, the, the Vikings were a great example that you brought up and it makes some sense. While there's some competition, like there also is the aspect that I'm thinking about, Nick, which is would the Bears, after getting rid of Fields and that first overall pick, want to get themselves within a range where they could still get a quarterback that they believe in? Let's say, for example, that quarterback is Bo Nix, or let's say an even better example, a quarterback who has a lot more upside in my mind and the mind of maybe them and the officials, a J.J. McCarthy. If let's say your plan, Nick, is to acquire all these assets but still get your shot at a developmental quarterback who's young and has arm talent and a lot of the traits that NFL GMs look for like a McCarthy. Well, do you want to trade all the way down into the teens or do you want to trade all the way down to 11 even and take that risk? Maybe not. But if you trade down to six, all you really have to worry about is the fifth overall pick. And if the chargers are going to let a team jump you to get from, and even then you could, even if you really want this guy, lock it in after by trading a, a, a little bit, maybe a third round pick to move up from six to five with the chargers. But at that stage, you're still locking in. If you like McCarthy to that extent, that's the guy you want to build around that. But if you trade all the way back to 11 or 12 or 13 or whoever it may be, the Vikings, wherever they're drafting, you don't have as good a chance in my opinion of getting that quarterback while also getting the assets that you want. So that's why I feel like the giants may have a little bit of an edge potentially in a trade with the bears. If they were going to go from one. I think it could be that. It also could just be a trade too, and they could reevaluate from there. Just mm-hmm. allow Washington to get their guy, pocket. I don't know what exactly it would cost. Second round picks, valuable assets that they would get from Washington, and then they could trade again. But you're right; this, this it still stands. They could trade with Washington and then trade with the New York Giants. And the Giants jump up to two, and they can select Drake May or Jane Daniels or whoever they like. Right. So there's so many different outcomes that can happen. I like the JJ McCarthy call too. Because I look at like Shane Waldron, like who, and they're not going to draft just based on what Shane Waldron wants. They're, they're drafting the face of their franchise if they're opting to not go Caleb Williams at one. And if they're opting to trade Justin Fields to get more assets to build around, let's say a JJ McCarthy or Bonix or whoever the hell it is, right? Who fits Shane Waldron, who was the former right. Seattle Seahawks offensive coordinator? Like who fits that offense very well? I think a player like JJ McCarthy would fit yeah. what Shane Waldron has done over the past couple of years with Seattle. Yeah. And you know, they had their eye on Harbaugh because they, they were considering a head yeah. coaching change at some point in the season. You know, they had their the Midwest teams, in my opinion, seem to like to draft <laughs> the Midwest. I just see this happening all the time. Um, it's speculation on my part that, that course, uh, yeah. as far as that goes. But if they were, let's say, uh, in on McCarthy, that's the move for them. It's the trade to six with the Giants, because you're still going to get him there. You may not get him in other spots. So it's very interesting to see what happens and where the Giants are at with it. But Mike Garofolo, man, just that's where it starts for me. Him saying there's a 76.9% chance the Giants end up with a quarterback in the first round. And he, that's Mike Garofolo. That's not, you know, that's not, it's 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 something serious when Garofolo or Glazer talk about the Giants. They don't do it often. Garofolo never does this. So... <laughs> Another another side tan. And I know they they talked about trading up, but say if they aren't comfortable with trading up the New York Giants, they could be the team that is comfortable in a JJ McCarthy or one of those quarterbacks that aren't in the top three. 
And that could be the quarterback that Garofalo was referencing as well. Like that's another right. aspect of this that could be true. It's all interesting, Nick, but I am in a different mindset now when we when we hear that something from Mike Garofalo on this. And I wasn't even expecting trade up to be really in within the range. I didn't think the Giants felt like that. But look, like you said, Brandon Bean did it. And if Joe Shane wants his guy, he's not going to worry about the, the future assets. He's going to worry about getting his guy. And so buckle up. We could be hearing some interesting re reports, rumors, and maybe even at some point news on the Giants trades in the NFL draft and the next quarterback potentially of this franchise. Have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.